What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Lauda, what do you got? All right, so this is a festival that I'm actually into and I want to go. So Netflix announced Netflix is a Joke Festival, which is a live comedy festival, and it's going to run from April 28th to May 8th. And I already went through all the lineups, and I'm like, oh, I need to get tickets for this. This one I think Kaplan would be all into. It's Chelsea Handler, and it's called Vaccinated and Vaccinated? No, but I can't say the other word on air. Oh. It starts oh. with an H, and I think it, you'll be all up on that. Dave mm-hmm. Chappelle is going to have one April 28th at the Hollywood Bowl. Then Fluffy, Gabriel Iglesias is going to be- Fluffy! I love yes. Fluffy. He's I love funny. him, and he's yes. going to be at Dodger Stadium May 7th. He's doing Dodger Stadium? He's doing Dodger Stadium. Wow, that's, that's awesome. huge. Yeah. Kevin Hart will be at uh, Staples Center, a.k.a. Crypto Arena, Crypto.com Arena, May yeah. 6th. Why didn't they try to call it Crypto.com Center? Like, you could have called it the Triple C. Because you know what? I don't think they thought that through. I'm just right? Saying. Like, I'm wouldn't just that, that that'd be like the better nickname for it? Be like, hey, I'm going to the Triple C. Yeah, but yeah, I but mean, then you wouldn't be saying Crypto.com. I mean, but everybody knows. Mm. Everybody hates the idea anyways if you're from, whatever, I'm not going to get Did into Did you grab that. like a letter from the Staples Center? Yo, no or? lie, I wanted to, but I'm like, I ain't trying to go to jail either. <laughs> really? You go to jail? Like you can't just ask them, hey, can I have a letter? I, you know? I don't think Yo, can I get a pee all up in it? Why? You didn't, you didn't ask for a pee. Not an S? Not an L? Can assist to get an E? Come on. I mean, just give me, give me the e. whole alphabet, right? Give me an e. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I mean, you're you're right up this alley. Netflix is a joke, you know, and just, I don't even know, man. But Amy Schumer's also going to be there May 6th at the Hollywood Palladium. So if you guys want tickets, go to NetflixIsAJoke.com. All the lineups. And it's all over L.A., which is pretty cool. The Wiltern, really cool. Hollywood Bowl, Dodger Stadium, Crypto.com. Who was at the Hollywood Bowl? Um, Dave Chappelle. Oh wow! That's awesome. Now that's a into that's a great. First of all, it's my favorite venue in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Dave Chappelle there would be fantastic. I mean, the tickets for that have to be insane. But a comedy been. show at Dodger Stadium, I'm having a hard oh, time no, that, putting that all crazy. together. Yeah. Why? Well, because first of all, too big. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't even I don't love rock concerts in stadiums per se. I went to the Aventura concert at Dodger Stadium. Oh, I don't know. I've been to some pretty. I, I've been to. Um, Base, a bunch of baseball stadium concerts, okay? And mm-hmm. I, I feel like, no, I've never been to a comedy show there. Um, but, I, I, man, like, I, I would feel like that must be pretty cool. Like, because you don't, that doesn't happen that often. Mm-hmm. So I think well, that how many people it's you the think would unique be there? nature of it. A lot. Yeah, but, but, I mean, yeah, but Hollywood Bowl, what are we talking about? 10,000, 12,000, something like that? Yeah. Um, Staples, crypto, we're talking about 12, 18,000. Yeah, 18, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, right. a baseball stadium for a comedy show, I mean, Chris Rock, maybe, but even oh. still. No, no, no. Fluffy will No, bro, sell Fluffy's you the le- legit, yeah. especially in LA. Yeah. yeah, but yeah what yeah. do you think? Do you think there'd be 40,000 people there? 35,000 yes. people? Yeah. Yes. Wow. I didn't yes. think of I it. Mean, look, I love Aventura, and I did not think, cause, because it's Dodger Stadium, I was like, there's no way they're going to sell this thing out. Yeah. <laughs> it was sold out. Yeah. Girls were tripping on the heels and all this other crazy stuff. But, yeah, I, I see it. I would love to go to that, the Dave Chappelle one. And then yeah. I really like the uh, Chelsea Handler one because it's at the Wiltern, so it's really yeah. small. I, I've met Fluffy. So he he came over to do a show I did, a TV show on ESPN that mm-hmm. I was doing back in the day. And, and he was hilarious. Like, he was so he's funny. Awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And especially here in L.A. He would, yeah, I, there's no question he's he's. He's wow, man! Be, I'll tell you what—that that, that playing a comedy show to a baseball stadium—that is, 
That's a big deal, man. That is that's huge. Mm-hmm. I'd be really curious to see because I again I don't love music in stadiums. I've seen Beyonce in a football stadium. I'm like, eh, I don't I don't love this. I saw the Rolling Stones in a baseball stadium. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm kind of close, so I, I kind of get it. So the rest of these guys back here, you know, they they can't see what I can see, but. Seriously, a comedy show. I'm so with 30 it. 30-some-odd thousand, 40,000 people in Dodger Stadium. That is interesting to me. Chelsea Handler, she doesn't do much for me. You guys like Chelsea Handler? She's cool. I mean, I just... I haven't watched her very much since her E show, Laura. I did. I mean, I thought she was good there. Like, I but I haven't like. Yeah, I haven't seen. Her I've never much. seen like a comedy special of her besides the show. But I'm intrigued just because of the name of her show, which you said was vaccinated, vaccinated and H. And H. I don't know what the H stands for. Should H- it be obvious? H, and then it ends with a Y. Happy? Sure. Happy, hungry. Hmm. Triple H. We Oh, we used to do that with my friends. Triple H. Happy, hungry, and H-R-Y. And then just fill in the rest of the letters. I don't think I could say that on air. Of so. course you can say it on the air if it's the word I'm thinking about. Of course oh, you can well, say I'm it Oh, I'm going to do air. it. You can do it. But Horny. Is that the word you're talking about? Yeah. That's not, what's wrong with that? I don't know. Yeah, she t- openly talks about like. Uh, oh, no, yeah. I know she does. I'm just here. Hello, the mouse. So I don't know what. Vaccinated you know. and horny. Okay. Because you All do right. vax and See, wax. now she beats you. Vax and wax. See? Mm-hmm. I still think vax and wax is better, but if she would have gone with vaccinated and waxinated, that's funny. <laughs> no. All right. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right. So we played Stephen A saying that he thinks the Lakers are on the verge of becoming irrelevant, which I think is nonsense. Like, come on, let's slow down there. Uh, now, he did say this that more and more people are starting to agree upon. Laura, play the other cut. Uh, he's fighting with Keyshawn on first take about the Lakers and their kind of promises for this season as far as their threshold for success. The Los Angeles Lakers might not make it out the first round. This is what I'm saying about the Los Angeles Lakers. You That's might, why I you make might that be, statement. You might That's be why right. That. But I, they ain't beat Phoenix and they ain't but, beating the Warriors. But I don't know that 24 games into the okay. season, and okay. neither do you, Stephen okay. A. As go much go, as you go, cover go, the go, NBA. Warriors? No, Warriors? You can't, no, we're talking about the Lakers. All right, no, no. no you're I'm saying they can't get out. Have, you're saying they can't get out the first round. Nah. You're saying they're getting saying, ready to become irrelevant. I'm saying that's how they, that's how they look like they're very tall. No, that's not but what you said. You said they're getting ready to I, become irrelevant. I'm just, that's what I'm saying. I'm telling you. I don't you, know that. Let me say this to you never. Let me guarantee you this. They ain't beating the Warriors. But we're not I'm, talking about stop okay. bringing up the okay. Warriors. They ain't beating the Warriors. Because I agree with okay. you. Based on the way that they're playing right now, they know when the hell they're going to beat anybody. Okay. <laughs> All right. So now, look, I think everybody right now is worried because the West, you know, you get the wrong matchup. You, yeah, you could be in trouble. I don't think anyone disagrees with that. However, I would agree with Key. You you asked me yesterday about when I would panic, right? Like you asked me that question. Mm-hmm. And I said, after the trade deadline, if they don't make enough improvement to this team or any improvement, then I would start to panic. I mean, the reality of the situation is is that we are 25% of the way into the season, which means there's 75% of the season to go. And I think that most of us, whether you're a huge Laker fan or you hate LeBron and the Lakers, regardless of which side you're on, most people listening today are Laker fans, obviously. But the point is, in LeBron, we trust, right? I mean, I have always had this, this perception that when LeBron shows up, He's playing for a championship. I grant you, they're 12-12. and They haven't looked particularly good thus far. They've had LeBron miss a lot of games, and when he's played, they've lost games that you expect them to win. But it's still only 25% of the way into the season. 
There's a long way to go. Yeah, now, exactly. So I, I'm not there yet. Like, talk to me after the trade deadline around the All-Star break. Then I start to worry some, for sure. Uh, all right, Charles Barkley, um, before this uh, Dallas-Brooklyn game tipped off, he had a specific target when it came to the Lakers' woes this season. And he was not, a, obviously, as we know about Chuck, he's not afraid to single anyone out. Here's what Charles had to say just a little while ago on TNT. For the first month of the season, y'all blame everything – on Russell Westbrook for the Lakers bid putting all them old-ass geezers together, and y'all blame Westbrook. Now I hear y'all going to fire Frank Vogel. Listen, Russ is learning. Frank Vogel is a terrific coach. Putting all them old-ass geezers together and just trying to blame other people, it ain't right and it ain't cool. Listen, Anthony Davis, you got to play better. I said on this first night, if the Lakers were going to be any good, it was all going to be on you. Has nothing to do with Russell. Had nothing to do with LeBron and the rest of them old-ass geezers they put together out there. But now y'all uncrossed the line because I really like Frank Vogel. And listen, it ain't his fault. But listen, it's, in my opinion, <laughs> I blame Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, you know I like you as a person. But you ain't, you ain't doing what you're supposed to do. You're 27 years old. You're supposed to be in your prime. You're supposed to be one of the five best players in the world up there with Giannis, Kevin Durant, and those guys. And you ain't holding up your end of the bargain. So now I hear y'all going to fire the coach. That's total BS, man. I mean, he's not wrong. I love uh, Anthony it. Davis, while not the biggest problem for the Lakers, he's supposed to be, at least during the regular season, with this older team. The Old idea, the, the idea was that and this was last year's idea too, and then he got hurt, and then LeBron had to carry the team, and he was he was great until he got hurt, uh, that Anthony Davis is supposed to kind of carry them through some of this because he is the youngest guy. He is a guy who is a top-five talent, as Richard Jefferson said on this show. Um, but he's not a top-five player, Richard Jefferson said, and it's hard to disagree with him at this point. Now, is he the sole reason? No. I would push back a little on Charles there. But Anthony Davis, I talked about this yesterday, Cap. He's been really bad shooting the ball this year well, if it's not at the rim that. yeah if it's not at the rim he's been really bad. 18 percent from three he is by every metric the worst jump shooting player in the nba this year yeah. okay and you, you just can't have it. that right and listen he he th this is why to me i love what charles barkley said because charles is fearless and charles is respected and charles has the resume to give you an, a very strong opinion about this i concur Anthony Davis, everybody should stop walking on eggshells. Everybody should stop, you know, kowtowing to the ego. Dude, you're a seven-foot guy. I don't want to hear about playing point guard in high school and growing up and, and you're a point guard in a big man's body. No, you're not. Kevin Durant is a, is a point guard in a big man's body. Anthony Davis is a prototypical, physically speaking, he's a prototypical center. Stop shooting the ball. Get down low, bang around in the paint, jam the ball home, play tough defense, play center. Why is this so difficult for everybody? Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Like, we have talked about that at nauseum here. And, and here's the thing. He hasn't played point guard, you know, as a kid since his junior, sophomore, junior year in high school. So that, that was a long time ago now. You know what I mean? That, like, nearly well, no, but you know you years. hear that story. People bring it up all the time. You know, he was a point guard in high yeah, school, I, I, and then he I, grew well, six that, inches. An easier description for when he was younger, but no longer the case. Dude, play center. Um, yeah, oh, just play power forward, like, honestly, like, properly at this stage. Like, he's having a bad season. 
Um, you know, we can talk. I had this discussion with Ireland the other day. Remember, I told you where I came on their show, and I'm like, he's like comparing him to Giannis. I'm like, no way. Giannis. Like, get out of here. Like, Giannis is a way better player than Anthony Davis this season. Dude, Giannis put an entire team and franchise and city on his back on a gimpy knee last year and won a championship. Anthony Davis has a ring because he was part of LeBron's team. That is reality. No, he was great, though. Don't let's not dismiss it like summarily that no, way. But he, but but he was the no second LeBron, best player. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. But if there's no LeBron, they don't win that championship. Correct. Correct. But he was saying. also great. But he, he has great. not been that great since then either. All I'm saying is this. I'm with Charles Barkley. To me, Anthony Davis is the one guy that the Lakers gave the contract to. He's supposed to be the quote unquote heir apparent to whenever LeBron is done. Right. I don't and I don't see that personally. I'm with you. I don't see him as a number one guy. I see him as a role player on a team. I mean, not a role player. Well, he's when I say role two. player, he's got a role to play amongst a bunch of other guys, but no, he's, that that no, that he's I not mean, a number one, is what I'm saying. We're, we're, right. Okay, there we go. That's that that's fine. Don't don't say it the other way because the other way you're opening yourself up for criticism that you don't deserve because you're not phrasing it properly. Well, listen. I'm trying to help five, you. Like there's that five way you guys don't, on the floor. Yeah. Everybody plays a role, but yeah. LeBron is the leader. Correct. Anthony Davis. I would love to see him become that, but I don't think he's got it. I mean, we'll see. Everyone's been waiting for it. And and look, if he, j I mean, be the guy in the bubble, man. Not even the bubble. Forget about the bubble. Be the guy before the bubble. Like that guy before the bubble. He was awesome. <laughs> his first, you know, his first season, he was awesome, awesome, awesome. Everything you would want him to be. And, you know, last year, injury marred, and prior to the injuries, not playing so hot, right? Like, he had career lows in a lot of categories. And then this year, it just not has been good. It There needs to be – and, look, guys go through slumps. I get it. But, you know, at some point, like LeBron said yesterday, comes with the territory. The criticism comes with the territory. Can he get out of it and make himself the guy we saw in New Orleans? And the guy we saw here year one with the Lakers. That's the question. So I don't think Charles is out of bounds by bringing him up. Is he the sole problem? No. But he is definitely part of the solution if they can dig themselves out of this. If he can be the guy we saw in 2020, then this Lakers team has a real shot. If you think not, the Lakers win tonight? I mean, they should. They should. They got drubbed by on it? freaking 30 the last time they played these guys. All mm. right. This portion of the show is presented by Lyman Health Plan, changing healthcare one person at a time. All right. Radio Tinder. We got one more segment to go before uh, Lakers-Celtics pregame with Sliwa and Michael. Radio Tinder is next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, Linz, what do you got? Well, Mario Cristobal was officially announced as the head, introduced as the head football coach at Miami on Tuesday. The news was kind of out of the blue when they hired him, leaving many to wonder, how exactly did all of this come about? What was the process like between offering Cristobal, hiring him, and then, you know, firing Manny Diaz? Well, the athletic department in Miami wants to keep all of that a secret as the media was asked not to ask Cristobal about the hiring process during the press conference today. So if you were a reporter covering Cristobal's introductory press conference today, would you honor the request not to ask about the hiring process? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? Um, I would swipe right because the other part of that equation was that they were told that the administration who hired him uh, would address said process, much like Mike Bone addressed it with us. Um, or, and- or neglected to address it. No, they did address it. The uh, eight, the president of the university and the athletic, the well, not they don't have an athletic director at the moment. They're hiring someone, but the four men that were in charge of the process answered those questions on the side. Um, so yeah, or but but you're saying Mike Bone, oh, neglected. Yes. Well, no, he answered the questions. He just didn't want to talk specifically about the ones the Zoom call capped asked him about five thousand times. Yeah, but he did because, address the situation. Cause, cause, because just the way you phrased the question, though, Lindsay. If I didn't know what George just added to the story and they said to me, hey, 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 look, you cannot ask him about the process. Be like, uh, hey, how you doing, Mario? Over here. How you doing? Uh, Kaplan. Yeah. Sedano and Cap 710. Hey, tell me the story about you guys getting you know, hired. How'd that go down? Seriously, like that is so annoying to say, hey, these questions are off limits. I mean, then just make sure you only have people in there that are fluffy for you, that are that are making they're writing fluff pieces for you. And that's ridiculous. But George added the rest of the story, which is you can get that information over here from these dudes. Sure, but I think most reporters are still going to want to hear it from him, you know? Like, and I would still, even though they were like, hey, we're going to address this on the side. Like, what Well, I-, I mean, but what I'm saying is, like, Lincoln Riley was asked about that, and he kind of just, like, didn't, he kind of, like, danced around it. Like, he didn't give you an answer either. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so... And he basically said, yeah, you know, you could talk, you know. So, like, I, I, I don't think anybody's going to answer those questions, Lindsay, is my problem. I don't know why, but isn't, I don't know why isn't, it's such a big secret. Yeah, but, I'm, I mean, you're right, Cap. I agree with you. I personally don't see what all the mystery is about. But, like, don't you at least want, like, the, the clip, the sound clip? Like, you know, as a reporter, don't you at least want to see his reaction? Because if he's casual, cool, and, like, you know, whatever, has, like, the whatever the standard stamped approved version of the answer is, that's one thing. But, you know, if he starts getting nervous or maybe he's going to accidentally say something that he shouldn't have said and I don't know. I just feel like it, you should always ask. I, I mean, I get it, but Brian Kelly's not didn't do it or, you know, and, and uh, Lincoln Riley didn't do it. I mean, it just is what it is, like is what I'm saying. And if there's someone there to answer those questions, then – you know, is it really a need to ask the coach specifically? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, that's all I'm saying. Like, I don't. I wouldn't press Lincoln Riley on it either. I, you know, I laughed at Cap for pressing Mike Bone for God's sake. There's something to these things though that are just. That I again, I find it interesting. Like, why would Mario Cristobal have gone from Oregon to Miami? Well, because he's going home. Okay, we get that part of it. Okay, 
But can you explain the process? You're at Oregon. You're going to a bowl game. Miami's well, he also not. did an interview on radio already about that. Like, there's also that. Yeah, but if I'm there at the press conference, I'm like, hey, I'm here throwing some questions your way. I feel like sometimes when you say, don't ask this, it, it creates a bigger deal. Oh, no, I do agree with that. Yes, I would agree. I mean, and I mean, he could have, I don't know. Like I, I, he he went on an Oregon radio station, you know, there in Eugene with the big columnist from Portland, and and addressed all of it. <laughs> like so, I, I mean, it's not. It's, I mean, I, I don't know. Like just like Lincoln Riley, um, you know, I mean, kind of, sort of addressed it, didn't really. But you know, like, my point is these colleges control things way more than professional teams. Like that's just the reality of it. Like it's not they're not held to the same standard as as professional teams because professional teams are in essence a public trust. In a lot of ways, where you fund their stadiums or arenas and things of that nature. Most of them, not all of them, obviously, because SoFi is privately financed. But you get my point. It's not the same standard because of that. All right. Well, next one. Joey Chestnut is the undisputed king of competitive eating. In his latest competition, he absolutely blew everybody else away. It was the 2021 world-famous St. Elmo Shrimp Cocktail Eating Championship at Indianapolis on Saturday. Chestnut ate an astounding 17 pounds of cocktail shrimp in just eight minutes. Second place was nowhere near him. He beat the second place finisher by about three pounds of cocktail shrimp. Do you think that you guys could eat 17 pounds of cocktail shrimp in a single day? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap? Couldn't. I'm swiping left. I couldn't eat 17 pounds of anything in a single day. Yeah, I'm swiping left as well. Uh, there's no chance. Like, I would keel over and vomit, basically. At that point. <laughs> uh, all right, we're done here. So, Ask Slee. We'll be going on with Mike, with Michael. Um, he will be doing uh, a Lakers pregame. Big game. Celtics, Lakers. They got to win tonight. I don't want to hear this nonsense. You got blown out by 30. Barkley's calling you out. Stephen A's calling you out. Go get a win today. Go get a win against the Celtics, your biggest rival, and let's, let's, let's have a good conversation tomorrow about it. All right, we're done here. Cap, great job. Lindsey, great job. Laura, great job. Uh, Slee and Michael are next. See ya.